This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We're going to do our best. We're going to try to point out maybe some of the angles that we like in these games. And let's start in Milwaukee where the Brewers are hosting the Mets. We have the Mets plus 105, the Brewers minus 125, and a total of eight runs. Carlos Carrasco going for New York. Freddie Peralta on the rubber for Milwaukee. So, Jenks, I think the first thing that I saw in this one was Mm -hmm. you get a pretty good price on a pretty solid Mets squad. Are you willing to take a look at the plus money here? That's exactly what I have down, and I'm glad you said that because, man, I just feel like my capping in baseball is just so erratic. I have no idea what I'm doing right now. But, yeah, Mets at plus money. Cookie Carrasco was good for me last year, and so you know how it is. You find a player or a pitcher that treats you well gambling-wise, so I – Carrasco was that guy. And also, he's been very solid in his career against the Brewers. Five outings, an ERA of 3.60. On the flip side, Freddie Peralta usually needs some time to get going. He had an ERA of five last April. So I'm like you. Let's get some plus money on the card and go with the Mets. I like it as well, especially for this Mets team that started the season 3-1, and one, scoring at least five runs and all three of those wins. So let's go with the road dogs there. All right, next up on the schedule, we've got the White Sox hosting the Giants. Uh, it's the Giants plus 115, Chicago home favorites here, minus 140, over under of eight and a half. Anthony DeSclafani going for the Giants, Michael Kopech starting for the Sox. Jenks, who do you like? Have you found an angle? I guess I'll just lay it with the White Sox here. San Francisco was okay over the weekend against the Yankees, but I wasn't really inspired by the way they were hitting the ball while the White Sox did a nice job grabbing that split from the Astros. And also Michael Kopech, very good at home last season on the mound, holding opposing batters to only 157 at the plate. Seen some money coming in Chicago as well. So give me the White Sox on the money line. I like the White Sox here too, uh, and maybe an over. Because one thing that we saw from the White Sox over the past four games or their first four games of the season is that they had to face one of the toughest teams in all of baseball. Going toe-to-toe with the Astros in Houston is no small feat. So, yes, they split that series, which doesn't sound that great, but they were underdogs in all four of those games. So I think this is a nice bounce-back spot for a White Sox lineup that actually scratched across some hits. Uh, despite not scoring a lot of runs in some of these games, I remember that first game of the season, despite it being a 3-2 win for the White Sox, I think they had like 12 or 13 hits or something like that. So this is a, a lineup that's already gotten into you know some pretty good numbers, even against a very good pitching staff in Houston. So I'll go with the White Sox here and pray that Michael Kopech does not disappoint us here. Let's go to Cincinnati, Reds and Cubs. We've got the Cubs road favorites here, minus 125, Reds plus 105, over under eight and a half runs. Drew Smiley going for Chicago. For Cincinnati, it's Connor Overton. <sighs> Jenks, do you like this one or is it a pass? Nope. I don't like it. I guess I would lean under maybe based on my small handicap here. I looked at the Cubs only because Connor Overton only has seven starts in the majors, but he was really, really good in those limited appearances. And that included going five and a third against the Cubs in his final game of the year. But going back to last season, the under is 21-8-1 in the Cubs' last 30 games overall. The money is split, but this total seems, I don't know, tad high to me. I guess I'll go under. I'll lean under. It's tough taking unders, though, at the Great American Ballpark. It's one of the most home-run friendly parks in all of baseball. 
Uh, but you're right. Connor Overton had several good starts for the Reds last season, ending with three uh, straight wins. It looks like when he was starting, he only got the the registered win in one of those, no decisions in the other two, but still some quality starts sprinkled in two of three of those games. So maybe not an easy fade here, or at least as easy as a fade as you might think when mm-hmm. looking at the, the back end of the rotation for the Cincinnati Reds. It's not a game I really like. Uh, I will not be playing that one. Let's go to Miami. The Marlins and the Twins squaring off where we have the Marlins plus money at home, plus 105, Twins minus 125, over under of eight runs, Tyler Molly, former Cincinnati Red, going for the Twins, and Johnny Cueto, who's been in the league for what feels like 15 years, going <laughs> yeah. for Miami. Jinx, I think my first thought was, how is the pitch clock going to affect Johnny Cueto? Because this is a guy that does all those like ah. fancy, you know, mm-hmm. windups and stops and looks at the guy. Uh, but now he's only got 15 seconds. Do you think this affects him? I, that, I don't know. That's a very good question. Probably. I feel like if you're just more animated and you have more of a routine before you before you pitch, like it has to affect you on some level, right? And then I also wonder how much of you worked on this during the off season because you knew this was coming. So so you have to wonder, well, okay, is it because you can still work on something and it's also against the way you pitched your entire career. Right. So maybe it doesn't come as naturally. I think what will be interesting for a lot of these pitchers who maybe have a lot of movement before they pitch is that it's all well and fine when you're practicing it during the off season and you're getting ready, but what happens in a, in a clutch situation where the game is tight and what happens when you're in a pressure situation you tend to go back to what you know, right? What you've always done. And so he's not going to be able to do that. So it'll be fascinating to watch. I will say one thing about Johnny Cueto. He is crafty. Like there's a reason he's mm-hmm. stuck around in the league this long. It's not because he has overpowering stuff. It's because he has adapted his game and he's done all these funky deliveries to try to mm-hmm. keep hitters off balances. So uh, yeah, his delivery doesn't look like one that'll work, but I would imagine like he's worked on it and he's tried to, you know, adapt to the new pitch clock because that's what he's done. He's adapt uh, mm-hmm. to the league over the years. So let's look at this game. Uh, is there any play that sticks out to you here? Like, I don't really love anything. I think the Marlins are a team that's hard to trust, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, yeah. Tyler Molly was a big-time prospect for the Reds before being traded over to the Twins, so he has high-end stuff. Um, but also the twins, the twins feel like a team that's great on paper, but I don't love trusting them, especially on the road. What's your lean here? I'm, I'm, I might lean Marlins just because historically Johnny Cueto has pitched really well against the twins five and one lifetime at 2.26 ERA. But I'm like you in that whenever you talk about the Marlins, you have to wonder whether or not they're going to generate enough runs for it to matter. So this is a pass for me. I'm, I might lean Marlins and Cueto, but ultimately, when you've got so many games you could bet on today, I would pass on this one. Oh, yes, we do have a full card. And if you miss any of the games, don't worry. We've got you covered. Just search for our podcast. Just search the Daily Tip wherever you get your podcast, and we'll have our nice little segments up there for you uh, with every single game on the slate today so continuing on with our baseball coverage here on the daily tip uh let's go to new york yankees hosting the phillies yankees minus 165 on the money line phillies plus 140 over under of eight runs taiwan walker going for the phillies it feels like he's pitched for every single team in the nl east now uh and then for the yankees we've got nestor cortez the lefty that had quite the season last year for the pinstripe so jenks 
this is a money line that's tough to play. Kind of like if yeah. if you like the Yankees here at minus 165, it's a little chalky. So where do you go? Yeah, that's the problem is that I do like the Yankees. I don't feel like laying a buck 65 here, but I understand that, that line feels just about right. Here's the thing. When you saw Philly go up against the Rangers over the week, and you know, the Rangers was not going to cover off the ball, but Philly's pitching right now, their ERA, again, small sample size, their ERA is currently 12.94. They've been getting absolutely destroyed. So when you've got Nestor Cortez at home, I would lean <clears> Yankees <throat> minus 165, but I don't want to I don't want to play that number. Every now and then I'll do it, but I don't feel like laying about 65 here. The Phillies are good enough to get the win here, and obviously the Yankees aren't going to win every single game at home, but I think it's priced right. I wonder if we see Trey Turner continue to see the ball like it's a beach ball. This is a guy mm -hmm. that had a great World Baseball Classic, led all players in home runs, and now we've seen it carry over. He's hitting 385 for the season with five hits, uh, an RBI, no home runs just yet, but he had some absolute lasers in that first series against Texas. He gets a, a good matchup today as Nestor Cortez is a lefty, Trey Turner a righty. So maybe there's some kind of hit prop in there, but mm. I would imagine you're not sneaking up on the books. I bet you'd probably have to bet like over one and a half hits, but uh, Trey Turner has been red hot and he gets a good matchup today. All right, so let's go to Trey Turner's former team, the Nationals playing the Rays in D.C., Tampa Bay minus 175, road favorites here. The Nats plus 145, over under of eight runs. Drew Mas uh, Rasmussen going for Tampa and Trevor Williams going for Washington. Jenks, are you going to continue to fade the Nats? Mm, I don't think so. I might actually put a sprinkle on the Nats at plus money on the money line, which I know sounds absolutely insane. Look, look I'm not going to bet this, okay? Let me put it out there. But look, the trends are insane here in this one. The Rays are 0-7 in their last seven road games, going back to last season. They're 0-6 in their last six games here in D.C. Overall, they're 1-4 in their last five meetings against the Nationals. So I'm not going to lay a buck 75 with a Rays team that oftentimes can come up short when it comes to producing runs. Eh, why not? I'm going to sprinkle on the Nats at plus 145. Not my favorite play, though. The Nats are going to be a run line. You're going to fade them on the run line like again and again and again. I get that. I just don't think this is the time to do it. I have trouble trusting the Nats bullpen. I think that's the question mark I have because the Nationals have scored like a couple runs here and there. Like I remember that game between the Braves, the one that we bet on, like opening day. Yeah. The Nats actually scored some runs and it didn't really bust wide open until the ninth inning. So I think it's a stay away from me, but we'll let you play your hometown team. And then finally, Pirates Red Sox, Pittsburgh plus 135, Boston minus 160, uh, over under nine and a half, Cutter Crawford going for the Sox, Johan Oviedo going for the Pirates. Jenks, do you have a play here? The only thing I would look at is maybe Pittsburgh first five run line. They're getting a half run. It's minus 115. If you look at Cutter Crawford at the end of last season in his last five starts, he went 0-5, giving up 25 runs. So I know the Pirates aren't a great hitting team, but man, I am not laying a buck 60 with a Red Sox team and a guy on the mound that got shelled at the end of last year. So I would go with the Pirates to hang close early. The Pirates actually have some good hitters. Like, they're not a good team, but they do have some exciting players. I remember on opening day, I was trying to figure out who was going to hit, like, home runs. And I yeah. think O'Neill Cruz hit one of those moonshots. Uh, so it's not like they don't have talented players. So maybe they can keep it close with a Red Sox team that's given up a lot of runs to start the season.
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.